promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. Hello and welcome back to the Tread Weary Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Carlton Smee, and I uh, am so glad to be joining with you in this weird sort of time of the virtual church. The fact that so many of us have relegated our church time to things being online and gathering together with our loved ones for, for prayer, maybe daily, and reading scripture But I'm glad that you are joining us to dig a little bit deeper into the scriptures, to hear of God's work on your behalf, because that's what we're about here at TreadWeary.com. We are about proclaiming the work of Christ done for us. We are about trying to make sure that people know of, of Christ's work that has been done apart from anything that we try to do on our own, which is this beautiful Reformation doctrine of justification by faith alone. And here we've been going through the Gospel of John, and we've been looking at it through an interesting lens, a lens of worship, as as we try to see how God is about making worshipers, how he is about doing the work of creating faith, gifting his Spirit to us, all those things. And so today we are going to start in John chapter 10, John chapter 10, which is a continuation of Jesus speaking to the Pharisees at the end of John chapter 9, when they say, well, are you saying that we're blind too? And he says, if you were blind, you wouldn't have sinned. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. And so we're going to be digging uh, deeper into some of these I am statements of, of Jesus. We're only going to do about 10 verses today because uh, that's about as much time as we have for today. Uh, but we will be digging more and more into this notion of Jesus as the shepherd and, and God as an electing God. God is one who creates worshipers. So let us dig right into John chapter 10. We're going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 10. And again, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Truly I tell you, Anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger instead. They will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus said again, Truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Let us pray. Gracious God, please open up your word to us as you do the gate. Open it up so that we might find pasture, that we might find life abundantly in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, as we dig into the scripture, 
dealing with the sheep and dealing with the gate, what we find is Jesus is alluding to a passage in some ways in Ezekiel 34. And it is there that that God rips into the religious leaders of the day. If you turn with me to Ezekiel 34 really, really quickly, in verse 2, he talks about, uh, this is what the Lord God says to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Shouldn't the shepherds feed their flock? This essence of, of stealing. You eat the fat, wear the wool, and butcher the fattened animals, but you do not tend the flock. You've not strengthened the weak, healed the sick, bandaged the injured, brought back the strays, or sought the loss. Instead, you have ruled them with violence and cruelty. An interesting depiction of our religious leaders, of our pastors in this way. Well then, it goes on to say that that the flock was scattered. But then God says in verse 11, of Ezekiel 34, for this is what the Lord says, see, I myself will search for my flock and look for them. As a shepherd looks for his sheep on the day he is among his scattered flock, so I will look for my flock. I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and total darkness. I'll bring them out from the peoples, gather them from the countries and bring them to their own soil. I will shepherd them on the mountains of Israel and the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the land. In verse 16, I will seek the lost, bring back the strays, bandage the injured, and strengthen the weak, but I will destroy the fat, the strong. I will shepherd them with justice. This picture of God doing his work, but in a very unique way, as being the shepherd who does everything. And this this coincides with our work here at Treadwary.com. Our goal is to to point ourselves to the shepherd, to the work that he is doing for us. Well, here Jesus is alluding to himself as the shepherd. We could also talk about Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay? God being the one who, who, will, who will take care of the shepherding of the sheep, and that all the other false shepherds were basically hired hands who they just lived by, by gorging themselves on the sheep. That, that, that Christ talks about himself as, as, as this one who is to come to tend God's people. Well, he begins by, by saying, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief or a robber. This would have been a, a pen that would have been set up for the sheep to stay in for, for some protection at night but then also for possibly some shade during the, the heat of the day so that they would be okay. And, and quite often it would be a joint pen, so there would be sheep from many different shepherds in there. It would have walls, it would have a door. There, there's this, this picture in, in Hebrew culture of the shepherd actually laying across the, the, the opening to this cave or to this pen so that, that the shepherd was actually the one that would keep the sheep uh, keep the sheep in. And here he talks about anyone who goes in a different way other than by the gate is a thief or a robber, which is true. You, you'd want to avoid the, the shepherd. You'd want to avoid the sheepdog. You would, you would go in to steal a sheep for food or to steal a sheep uh, for, 
for your own flock, whatever it might be. And the interesting thing is, is that there's the two words that are used here. One for thief is this picture of sort of a cat burglar sneaking in, getting stuff and leaving, taking stuff, trying to make sure people don't see it. Robbers tend to be gangs that come in and brutally attack, cause harm, and then steal the sheep and, and, and leave. And so he says, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls out his own sheep by name and leads him out. There's this, there's this interesting picture here for us because the thieves and the robbers are coming into the flock, we as the flock, and in, and in many ways are trying to steal us away. Okay, The one who enters by, by, the, by the gate is the shepherd. And so we have the shepherd there, and then then we have this gatekeeper. And and in many ways, there's this 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 playing that we can be done here, especially when it when it deals with our worship, in in which often our worship gets 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 stolen to to worship other things, to worship other people, to to have our worship tied to, say, a particular church or a particular congregation or a particular pastor, instead of the Christ. And, and here you have the gatekeeper whose job it is to protect the sheep, keep the sheep in the pen, keep, keep away the thieves and the robbers, but then to open the gate for the sheep. In many respects, my job as a pastor, which, which is another word for shepherd, is to be that gatekeeper, to be, to be the one who opens the door so that Christ might come in and speak to you. That Christ might come in as the preacher he is, as the word he is, to proclaim to you this life abundantly, this, this abundant life that he talks about in verse 10. And so the, the job when we gather together in our worship is actually to have this um, gatekeeper, our pastor, to, to open the door for Christ to come in and to do his work, to call on his sheep call them by name and lead them out, that, that I might assist, be an assistant for Christ to open the door. Uh, uh, St. John Chrysostom talked about the, the door being the actual word of God, both, both as Jesus, but then also as the scriptures, to open the scriptures so that Christ might come and speak to you and lead you out. So he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The, 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 the eerie thing is that there's a bunch of other, of other sheep in that pen, and they don't listen. That there are other sheep that, that, that are there, but the ones that hear him are his, which is, which is kind of an eerie, an eerie thing to think that there is this work uh, of Christ to to open the ears so that we might hear, but some of us don't get our ears opened, which is something that we'll have to come back to again later. When he has brought in all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. Instead of driving the sheep, instead of being like a, a on a cattle drive, the shepherd is actually walking straight and the sheep are following him. This is that work of us to, to, to be done by Christ upon us, that we might hear his voice and follow him. And that is the work within our worship, is that we are to be brought in to hear of Christ, to hear of his gifts, that we might follow him in all things, in our daily lives, 
in, in, in our vocations and our work as husband and wife and mom and dad and, and uh, teacher or pastor or police officer, or whatever your vocation might be, to, to, to be led by Christ in those things. That, that our worship, our time in worship should be sending us towards Christ, that we might hear his voice, and then uh, gathering us together that we might follow him in, in everything that we do throughout our lives in every single day. It says they will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Man, I wish that were true. How often it is that we know the voices of so many others other than the voice of the one we need to hear. We, we know so many voices of, of, of other shepherds so often, of strangers, uh, of ones that we would listen to in a heartbeat, and yet we need to hear Christ's voice that we might follow him. Right now, during, in the midst of this coronavirus, I wonder for you, how much time has, has come about in which all these other voices have been stripped away from you, all these other things that we tend to listen to, and, and now is the opportunity for Christ to speak to you purposefully, that, that in this time now is a time in which God has stripped away all the other things and gifted to you this chance to hear his voice, even when we don't gather together as the body of Christ for the moment, which we will eventually as the, the one flock of Christ. It is here now this time for your ears to be opened by the Spirit and to hear his voice calling you, calling you to him, to receive from him life and salvation in the midst of a time in which we, we dread death, we dread the uncertainty, we dread the danger that it is in Christ that we are handed the things that protect us and lead us, that he is not a thief or a robber. Well, it says that Jesus gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. In some ways, he's speaking to these Pharisees who, who, who assume that they know, they assume that they see, and, and, yet, and yet it is here that Christ is saying to them, you're looking for other shepherds, you're looking for other gates, you're looking for other ways to sneak into the kingdom of God, and yet... I am the way for that. To enter in by any other way is not the way. It's, it's going in there not for the sake of being part of the kingdom. You're going in there to get after the sheep. More on that in a second. Jesus said again, truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. This goes back to that St. John Chrysostom idea that, that Christ is literally the gate as the word, both in Scripture but as in himself, that, that the, the entering in to the kingdom of God is through the preached word. It's through something that opens, we, we, we see with our ears, so to speak, as you see with these sheep. We, we see with our ears. Our ears are opened that we might hear the gospel, that we might hear the good news, that we might hear the, the, the declaration of God upon us, of his promises, his decision over us, that we are his sheep now. We aren't anybody else's sheep. We are his sheep. We belong to him, and he's going to do everything in his power to rescue us from all the things that try and steal us away. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. That's because they have to be thieves and robbers. They have to steal us away because we won't hear the voice, so they take us. This goes back to these, these religious leaders of stealing them away from hearing the voice of Christ. I ask you, church, 
Are there voices right now that are stealing you away from hearing the voice of Christ? Because he's continually speaking to you in his word, in his church, in his preachers, the, the, the faithful preachers that are proclaiming to you the forgiveness of sins, justification by faith alone, meaning that Christ has declared you as sinless, even though you are a sinner. He's declared you as righteous, even though you are unrighteous. He has done all those things. He, he, has, he has taken away the life that you think you have and all these other things, and he's granted to you the life that is solely in him. That, that everything else that might be taken from you of what you call life is gone now, especially those of us who, who were stuck at home. We, 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 some of us that maybe even lost our jobs. Maybe, maybe we aren't able to see the family the way that we want to. I, I, I feel this emptiness of not being able to be with my people in fellowship and seeing their faces as I preach. And, and yet, Christ is still Christ. He's still my Jesus. He's still my shepherd that no one can take that away. Because he says here, I am the gate. I am the way. I, I, I am the one who, who not only goes in as the shepherd to lead you out, but I'm also the one who opens the door so that you might come out. He says, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Church, that is a word of both law and gospel for us today, that they might have life and have it abundantly, because what it declares to us is that what we think we have is not life. What we think we are doing right now in our living is actually not life, and it is Christ who comes to give us the life that we need. Well, we will continue our look through John 10 for the rest of this month or so, these next few episodes, as we dig into the shepherd a little bit more next week. But I pray that if you are enjoying these episodes, if you could please share them with others, if you could, if you could talk to people about them, you don't need to think that you're going to stand on with a bullhorn on the street corner, but just tell people to have a list and listen, give us a review on, on Apple podcasts or Podbean or wherever you might be listening to this to make sure that, that the word is getting out, that people have a chance to gather around his word and, and grow in faith and love. We'll go with the blessings of God upon you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.